What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you'll win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. There you have it. Uh, folks at home, folks at home, how you doing tonight? Welcome to a brand new episode of Ike Live. Once again, banging out the hits for you. We got a special one tonight. Um, this is kind of breaking news, too, before I even intro the room. Uh, Brandon Polinick, who won the Bass Elite Tournament of Champlain like five minutes ago or something. What was it, ten minutes ago? Had to be just within a few minutes. Brandon's going to be on the show. Also, we've got uh, uh, Ryan Salzman. Ryan Salzman. Ryan Salzman coming on uh, the show here at Ike Live to talk about some very strange, bizarre stuff that's going on down there in Alabama. There was some shatting. Right. Someone shat upon his truck. Right. Um, this is going to be a good one, man. I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday. It's going to be a great show. Hang in there with us. want to intro, intro the room. And, of course, uh, I want to start this time. I don't want to start with the room. I actually want to start with my co-host. You know him, the crust of the show, <laughs> the one and only Pete Glusick, the dean, uh, joining us via Zoom. Pete, how you doing tonight? I'm good. It's good to see you. Good to see you, lot Pete. A lot going on in the fishing world right now, and uh, it's going to be fun, fun to talk about tonight, especially uh, I, I heard the news about Vegas today. Very exciting stuff. Yes, yes. Vegas and, and Brandon with big wins on the same mm. day. It's kind of cool. It is cool. Brandon's win was was truly amazing. I mean, those guys, oh, my gosh, there was five guys within a pound of each other going into yeah. the last day. I love those events. I, oh love, I love those ones, Pete, those tight ones where there's no yep. runaway you know, guy. They're the ones I, I, think I, like. I think one of the stories there, too, was, was Lake Champlain. You know? Yeah. Like, that, I mean – I've never seen a smallmouth weigh that much. Right. Yeah, that was stupid in looking. In Champlain tournaments. That yeah. was the 17 pound, 18 pound, 19 pound bags of smallmouth. They're usually very hard to come by. Right. It seemed, seemed like everybody got them this yeah. week. They had the thickness. They did. They had the thickness. It's going to be good talking to Brandon. I can't wait. I uh, want to intro the rest of the room. Uh, sitting next to me here tonight on the other soft, old, beat down chair. I guess that's what we're calling him. We've got the one and only Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf. Dave, how you doing tonight? Oh, excellent, man. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in tonight. I know we're uh, you got hours changed with work. I'm trying to track you down. It's hard. Yeah, man. Every week it changes, but yeah. tonight I'm good to go. Okay. Well, we're glad you're here. Of course, uh, producing the show tonight, pushing buttons, making magic happen behind mm -hmm. the booth over there. We've got the one and only Brian Carpenter. Brian, how you doing tonight? Um, Doing fantastic, Mike. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too, guy. Good to see you, man. Mm -hmm. uh, and 
finally, last but not definitely not least, very important part of the show. Uh, if you're if you have the same view I have, you can probably see his ball sack right now. <laughs> We've got the one and only uh, Rich, <laughs> aka Riz, aka Rizzo, on the IMs for us tonight. Riz, how you doing? Good, man. Happy to be back in studio for another awesome Ike Live show. Good to see you. Just, uh, just call him Mr. Upskirt tonight. Yeah. Mr. Upskirt. <laughs> Upskirt. Definitely Mr. Upskirt. I need to put, put Becky's hog in front of my I my know. Yeah, you got to replace the hog <laughs> so you can hide it. Uh, as always, you know, Ike Live Show is brought to you by a lot of companies that really make this show happen and support the show. We want to give them a quick shout out. Of course, Mystery Tackle Box, uh, presenting sponsor of this show. Uh, man, it's like Christmas to your door once a month. Uh, it's a great the black box is great for intro, mm-hmm. intro and your new baits, new stuff, new techniques. Uh, Tackle Warehouse, of course, everybody I know uh, uh, uses Tackle Warehouse. Bash University, uh, great sponsor of the show. And Pete, I'm going to ask you if you got anything going on over there in a second here. Uh, TH Marine, Dr. Squatch, Liquid Mayhem, Flambo, uh, Hobie, Founders. And you see a couple uh, all-day IPAs going around the table tonight. I see one in the back and one in the front here. Um, and here's a good one, and this is an amazing, amazing sponsor that has come on board, and we want to give him a special shout-out tonight, new sponsor of Ike Live. Tin Cup Whiskey, uh, uh, officially joining Ike Live. Cheers, Dave. Little, we got a little tin cup going down right now. Hold on. Let me, let me in on that action. All right. Clink. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Riz. Cheers. Uh, special shout-out. Uh, Pete, we're gonna, do you have, a, you have any tin cup there? If not, we're going to overnight you some right now. So I mean, I, I need to get some overnighted. That, okay. That's great news. I'm excited to hear about yeah. Tin Cup. Tin we cup. got to have some down at the Classic. It yep. was amazing. Got to meet the, the guys from Tin Cup. And, that's uh, right. Yeah, that's, that's exciting stuff. It's great news. stuff. Uh, and all those amazing sponsors, um, go on the IkeLive.com site, and you'll be able to see the promo codes uh, for all those companies uh, with some great offers to you. Mm. Listen to me right now. If you're watching over on Facebook – you know the deal. We're going to be giving away this world-famous Ike Live gift bag. It weighs at least 20 pounds. Dave, give me a gauge on that. Would you say 20, 23 pounds in that range? Heavy. It's uh, heavy. Definitely. Definitely an Ike and Ellie 23-pounder. It's in a 23-pound <laughs> range. I'm telling you, I know weights of stuff. I'm very, very accurate with weights, guessing weights. This is in the 20s. If you're over on Facebook, do me a favor. All you have to do for a chance to win this bag is like and share the feed. If you do that, Riz, in the last segment, we're going to pick a winner. Is that, is that correct, Click? That is, that is absolutely correct, Mike. Okay. And uh, also, guys, over on the Facebook page and our YouTube page, make sure you got your notifications turned on um, so that you can stay up to date with all the yes. general goofiness that we have going on with the Ike Live crew and the Ike Live page. And guys, if you're out there and you haven't checked out the Ike Live YouTube channel yet, Go over there and check it out. We're releasing stuff over there. Great content. Every week, yeah. sometimes twice a week. Great content. Um, there's, there's, there's boat builds. There's kayak builds. There's, there's fishing content. There's, there's general a, goofiness. Yeah, yeah. General, there's general goofiness. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So there's, check out the Ike Live YouTube page and turn the notifications on. Yeah. There's prejudiced editing, besmirching my skills. That's true. <laughs> Some of that's happened as well, yeah. I think. Uh, also want to remind you, if you're watching tonight, your feedback is critical. Very critical, uh, like a black leech up north when you're fishing for smallmouth. It's critical. We want to hear from you. Hit us up on the IM. And Riz is going to put them through, man. If something really special comes through, 
We may even throw a couple more prizes out tonight, Dave. Who knows, right? Was that, was that, a, was that, a, was that a Linder Brothers critical? Yeah, critical. that was the Linder Brothers. That was an <laughs> Al, I don't. I think it was an Al or a Ron. It was one it's of the cr- Linders. Critical. Critical. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, it's Mike a black <laughs> leech. It's critical. Dave, Mike P. wants to know yeah. why you've already had to erase what you're writing down several times <laughs> in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Mike P. Uh, special education. <laughs> <laughs> the... H T E. No, no, no. That's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Right. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Pete, real quick, I, I do want to hear uh, Bash University's rocking, of course. I know you just filmed some amazing new content with Jeff last week. Uh, give us an update. What's going on with BU? What, what, uh, what are people looking out for? What's going on here? Uh, the, the big news continues to be the Bash U app, which we dropped uh, last week. And uh, everybody's, you know, using it we're getting great reviews over on at the app stores and the google play store so go check it out it's a great way to 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 get the content on your mobile device makes it super easy on your uh on your iphone or your android device and um yeah go check that out and we've got great stuff we've uh we we're remastering some of our really uh, amazing content one of which is uh, the greg hackney shallow cranking piece which was uh extremely you know, well viewed over at the site, and um, we're gonna we're delivering that real soon as well as schooling bass with Fred Rombana. So a lot as always going on, uh, right in line with what's happening in fishing right now as we get into the summertime schooling time. Um, go check it out at bashy.tv. Very very good, very very good. Uh, before we start the show, uh, Brian and Carpenter, of course, every show we want to start by saying thank you to the military, our men and women uh, in the service. Active veterans, thank you for what you do. It is definitely a crazy, bizarre world right now. Also, shout out to uh, policemen, firemen, EMT, first responders, doctors. Thank you, guys. It's freaking nuts. The world is nuts right now, man. Um, I, I do want to, before, I, I know, Brian, we've got Brandon Polnick coming on. We'll remind everybody again watching right now, if you're just tuning in, what a great show we have for you tonight. It's going to be a good one. Uh, we're going to have two big segments. Of course, Brandon Polnick is going to be joining us in the first segment. We're yes. going to grill him, man. We're going to grill him on this win. It's a big win. I know it's exciting. But, you know, it's the first year back to Bass, and he I goes know. back and yeah. wins one. I but mean, I want to hear, hear from him about that. It's got to feel what, right to him. You what know? I immediately thought was, like, how <laughs> like how are those guys that, like, are, were there last year at the Classic and no one knew who they Like, how are they feeling that, the, that, yeah. that a couple of the hammers are back, a couple yeah. of the heavyweights are back, you yeah, know? I don't know. Now, I imagine don't know. When, if there is ever a mass defection. Yeah. You know, how crushing that must be. You know yeah. What I mean? like, yeah, I don't know. You know, or, or they feel the opposite, or they feel like, you know, now they're competing against some of the biggest names in the sport, you know. Um, you know, Brandon Brandon for sure is one. Gerald Swindle for sure is one. Guys with AOYs, guys with classic titles. Yeah. You know, when and then when, when you win there and when you beat those guys there, it's got to feel right. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's... I feel like that in local tournaments. Like, you know, I know that analogy is a little off, but, you know, when I go to these Thursday nighters, these guys are hammers at these places. That's all they fish. You know, you go to DOD with, with guys that fish there every other day, and, you know, <laughs> when you go there and hang, it feels better. You know, if those guys weren't there, you're like, oh, I want a Thursday nighter, but it's a bunch of scrubs. You know, but when you go to a Thursday nighter and you got Riz, uh, uh, you know, and you got a dude that fishes there every other day, and then you win, then you're like, oh, man, that feels good. 
You know, so who knows? It's good to see Bass back on ESPN, too. It's also, great man. to see him mm. back on ESPN, like setting the too. DVR to record that. Like, I'm old it, school, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it is, but let's, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know the same contents on the internet. Yeah. But for me watching it, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what it's, it is. Oh, man. it's great to see it live. I can tell you this. And Brian Carpenter, tell me if you agree. Riz, tell me if you agree. Watching something live on your device, on your little phone, I want to hear from you, too, Pete, on this. It feels different than when I've, I've watched it the last few days on ESPN2 Live. just feels different. Mm-hmm. I can't explain it. What do you like better? I don't know. Maybe it's the fact that it's on this giant screen. Maybe the fact that I, some subconscious, subconscious you know, I know that the, the, the sports world is seeing this as well at the same time. I don't know. I enjoy watching it. On ESPN2 Live, better than I did on my phone or my tablet. See, I don't know. Like I yeah, watched I you know. win sitting on the edge of my ottoman on ESPN. You know, yeah. On the classic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like I imagine it's probably a generational thing, right? Yeah, maybe it is. I, I don't, I'm well, not following what, 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 what are you griping about? Just I'm not griping. We're just saying that it. Mike and I are kind of saying we like seeing it on TV better than watching it on a device. That's well, all. of course you do. The TV's damn 70 inches, and this thing's straight. <laughs> hey, but we're not is this a real it. conversation? Okay. Sorry, drunk dad. No, I, I like, <laughs> yeah, I, I like dad. bigger screen better than little screen. Yeah. Let's go, into, like like let's go into depth on this. Now, sorry, uh, sorry I'll, drunk I'll, I'll dad. Jump in. We'll, we'll I'll, shut up. I'll jump in, in on this from the other side that I watch Bass Live off of my phone and laptop or tablet almost exclusively then you just Be- hear drunk dad yeah because because <laughs> i can i can take this with me wherever i'm going i can take the tablet with me wherever i'm going moving around and still watch it plus i don't have cable at my house because i don't want to pay for it my man but- i appreciate you for that <laughs> fuck that cable yeah i watch i watch it live while i'm fishing that's one of my favorite ways to watch it wow is, you well, know, watching I- it live while you're fishing while i'm fishing right. i'll uh you know, you're out, you're out on the likes. water. I've got a headset in. I've got my, uh, you know, I'm, it's on my phone, and, and I'm listening to what's going on. Yeah. And you can listen just to the conversation because they do such a good job over there. Yeah, that they do. Um, Fishing back you know, page. You can, and you, can, you, start, you start hearing the, uh, the spinning reel sing, and then you can stop and pick up your phone to see who's catching what. Yeah. You know? And it keeps me dialed in. But, but just so you know, I cast to my big screen TV. From from your iPhone, you can nice. easily you yeah. can easily do that. You see your Apple and that's the way I prefer to do it. Yeah, well, you, yeah. when you're dead stick in open water, it's a piece of cake to watch yeah. TV but at get, the same time. But getting back to the other point of this, <laughs> getting back to the other point of this, which is ESPN now, you know, seeing that sports giant absolutely start to pay more attention to fishing for sure. And and part of it, I think, is covid yeah right they are a big part a big part of it is covid and they're hurting for otherwise bowling would be on right otherwise (laughs) bowling would be on or or pocket ball but um (laughs) i do like it i do like it i think espn's embracing it of of course uh pete we know some 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 people that we work with mutually have connections over to espn and you see them showing a renewed interest in the sport also Mm -hmm. dude i'm seeing um posts that ESPN is retweeting or reposting of athletes fishing. Yeah. All the big basketball guys down in Orlando, when they're not fishing, a lot of them are, are out on the ponds. They're bass fishing. Yeah. I saw a, a saltwater post where a guy's reeling in a tuna yeah. you know, of, of an athlete. So I'm seeing this renewed interest in fishing from ESPN, and I like it. How do we lose to cornhole? 
I don't know. I don't think we do we. I mean, <laughs> they have cornhole on ESPN, yeah. dude. Before the yeah. COVID, mm. did they? Oh yeah, God, yes, know. dude. Uh, There's teams. Yep. They have jerseys. They got it. Ish would be furious. They have like uh, stolen valor jerseys on, and <laughs> Ish would be sponsored furious. by coffee companies. And yeah, dude, <laughs> Black Rifle Coffee. <laughs> no, like Maxwell. A Maxwell. Yeah, man. Jeez. I don't know. Wow, mainstream. That is mainstream. That is a Ronnie Moore. Ronnie Moore was commenting a lot about. Uh, uh, the viewers that they were getting on ESPN two that were brand new to fishing, which I thought was awesome. Good. You know, they, they went out of their way to, to highlight them and talk to them and, right. you know, address their questions on the show. Cause they're, they're getting a lot of people never, never, never saw fishing before. Thought yeah. it was, thought it was fascinating. It's great. And that's always been, of course, major league fishing's one of their highlights has always been, you know, reach new people. Uh, yeah. We reach new people because we're on discovery, you know, and I think they do. But again, live, you know, having it live on ESPN reaching new people feels different than a show that was taped ten yeah. months ago. Yeah. You know, airing on on Discovery. Uh, I do want to catch up a little on what's going on. Uh, from my end, I can tell you, I, I, I do want to talk about two things, Brian De Carpenter, real quick, um, which is had an amazing opportunity. I know you did too, to fish and film with. With Jim Miller, ah, a good friend of the show. Yes, from one of the early episodes, yes. uh, years and years ago, when we fished and filmed with uh, Jim, Jim and, and his brother. Yeah, Dan. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So it was great to be up there, uh, uh, hanging with Jim again, dude. The thing. This is the second. I I remembered it when Jim was here before. And then I instantly Look, for people watching. Jim Miller's yeah. a UFC fighter. He's a lightweight. Yes. Uh, what do you? Most octagon appearances. Yeah, he's, record he's holder. the current record holder record for holder. appearances. Yep. Yeah, yep. current record holder for octagon appearances. That's a bad man. It's a yeah. bad dude. It's yeah. a bad dude. But yep. here, here's what I remembered uh, instantly, like within five minutes of going to his gym and and you know uh, meeting Jim again was how nice and down to earth he is. Yeah, and that's strange. Yeah, like yeah. he is the nicest. Like, if you met him on the street, he's just a nice, a nice, nice guy. dude. I think a lot of them guys they get it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think a lot of them, they get it out of them. That's what they do when they're working out. There's right. No when they're, when they're in the gym, when they're fighting, they're, they're getting a lot of that out of their system. And there's right. no room for the ego when, you, you know, you go to a gym. There's always somebody yeah. that's a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, better than you, that if you come in with an ego, they're going to punch you in the nose and forget about it real quick. Yeah. I, I, think, I think there's a confidence. And I'll let you jump in a second. I think there's also a confidence you have yeah. when you're that much of a badass. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to have an ego. Yeah. Right. That's what I was going to say. If you could kill 99.9% .9 of the population without a weapon in your hand. It's kind of like your Bill Gates going and uh, you know buying a pack of batteries. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just, it's, you, know, yeah. you got that. You yeah. know what I mean, dude? Yeah. In the uh, store that they're in. Yeah. Like their batteries in this whole thing. Yeah, I'll take the whole <laughs> store immediately. But he's a, he's just he's just such a great dude. But um, so I, I got a chance to go up there, Dave. This was incredible. Of course, you know when he was here with his brother, we had a mat here and and we did some of that stuff, and it was awesome. It was great experience. But I got to go to his gym. And do all that over again, plus more. Yeah, you know. And his facility is great. He has a he has an octagon there, not a, a smaller version of of the official size. But um, man, it makes you remember how fucking good these guys are, how talented they are, right? Because you watch it on TV and you're like, yeah, man, they're you know they're getting in fights, you know, and you just think it's just ah. Uh, but no, dude. Did you see like, guys training? Oh yeah, there were some other guys training. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, these guys, they're they're. Their technique, yeah. the skill. Pete, his wrestling techniques yeah. are so unbelievable. 
So at one point, I told Brian this, at one point, they had me go in the octagon with Jim and literally just try to, not using anything I had just learned, but try to take Jim down. <laughs> it was impossible. <laughs> I mean, I was, dude, I, for five minutes, I did everything I could do did to move him. He, I couldn't even move the guy. I couldn't even move him. And at the and end of it. He's your size, too. Oh, yeah, he's my size. At yeah. the end of it, he just got sort of frustrated with me. He was just like, whoa. And I was like, what the? <laughs> you know, what's <laughs> happening? Oh, yeah, he flipped me. He flipped me in, down. In your defense, with the way oh you could God. break dance and how agile, you would have yeah. been an amazing wrestler if you would. Yeah, I don't know. But that <laughs> you, well, you I, don't, been, I don't know about that. But his, 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 <laughs> his, uh, the, the technique and the skill is so unbelievable. And, <laughs> you know, and again, until you're in that, until you're there having yeah. it happen, you don't really appreciate it, yeah. you know? I want to tell you one it, other when, story. Real quick, Pete. Real quick. So okay. um, he was teaching me uh, the guillotine. And mm -hmm. he has a particular way that he imposes that move that's a little different. And I was, you know, so learning all these techniques and he's showing me. And on most of these, I wanted to, I wanted to have it done to me first so I could sort of figure it out. And you know, so Jim's like, "All right, no problem. We're gonna now we're gonna do, I'm gonna do it on you." And I, you know, w you know, just tap, <laughs> you know, when when it's too much. I said, "All right, you know," and I'm my mind's thinking, and I'm I'm really trying to pay attention, and I'm trying to learn. And dude, he gets me in this thing, and I'm I'm gagging, choking, blacking out, passing out all at the same time, and I forget the tap because my <laughs> mind's somewhere else. <laughs> so I'm just Man. like. Gah! <laughs> and I'm starting. I'm literally starting to see like, like white, yeah, the like white flashes. The white flashes. Yeah. And he wow. he he noticed, you know, and then like let off. Back He's off. like, why didn't you tap? I'm like, shit, I didn't remember. <laughs> I forgot. I oh, forgot. Man. My eyes were shooting I was out of my skull. For my life. <laughs> yeah, but it was it That's was it, it was great, Pete. I know you have a wrestling background, but it was it was it was great, man. Yeah, I remember about his like, brother, damn put me in a, a triangle hold and for like a split second and my, I still haven't recovered from that. <laughs> Six <laughs> I still feel, yeah. I still feel it when I'm flipping and pitching and stuff. Wow. But, uh, that's awesome. the, um, I was just curious, like, uh, if you had done any sparring, I see that you had done some wrestling sparring. I was just curious if they put like headgear on and pads and, and and yeah, threw we did any punches with them. Did yeah, you we did. We we did some we did some punching. We did some stand up stuff. Some punching. Did yeah. you do some like Muay Thai like Muay kickboxing? Thai. We did some kickboxing. Yeah. Uh, and and <laughs> on the kickboxing, this is incredible. We some did punching fist cuffs. Yeah, we did. We did fishing. Punching and kicking. we did walking. Uh, <laughs> we did eating at the restaurant. That was great too. But here here's the great thing. So we did some of the Muay Thai stuff, and where. Um, Jim had his one of his uh, trainers there as well, and he's holding. I don't know the piece of equipment, but it's like a it's like a ba uh, bag that you hold, you yeah. know, like a pad. Yeah. And fuck, Jim's throwing these kicks, and every time his foot and and here's the thing, it's not his foot, it's his shin. It's his shin. It's, yeah, yeah, where the he's, bend is. He's using his shin, yeah. and it's every an time he every hits, time. dude, every time he hits that bag. I swear he's pushing the guy back a foot. And it sounds and like it, a bat. Dude, it sounds yeah. like a bat. It sounds yeah. like a firework gone off. Yeah. yeah. And, and then one. it's my time to go up and try, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm and I'm oh actually God. trying, Pete, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not, this isn't yeah. me pussyfoot. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and I don't have, because like when you look at him, he's, you know, he's not just kicking. He's like his whole. Oh, it's torque, yeah. It's torque. Yeah. 
And I'm trying to figure that out. But when flexor. I'm hitting, yeah, when I'm hitting, it's like, ee, <laughs> ee. <laughs> the yeah. dude's not even moving at all. Damn it. In fact, he's moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> he's like bracing for it. Yeah. You know. And there's another. You know, and I'm like, oh, God, and this is so embarrassing. And all this is being taped. <laughs> <laughs> like, look like Linus and Linus. Oh, yeah. Right? It, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. But. But it was a, it was a great experience, and then I got to uh, the next day. I got to fish with Jim, which was very very cool again, you know. And <laughs> and remembered that he is a fisherman, you yeah. know, for sure. He could fish, and I lo- I love that. I love when you, you you fish with celebrities or athletes, and and they're not holding the reel upside down. Like he brought his own rod, his own reel. He had his own baits. He had his own frog tied on. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was great, and we waited around. Uh, we did the the hip waiter stuff, which he does a lot of anyway, and it was really cool, you know, getting a chance to fish with him. We caught a bunch of fish, we caught about a dozen fish, so it was good. It was a good day. I thought I thought you might fish out of the Margay that he won a few years ago. I know we talked about that story. It's incredible. He won the <laughs> first ever yeah. Ike Foundation Celebrity Pro Am. Him and his brother. Yes, with, they did with, with Joe Sancho. With Joe Sancho. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is it they still ended up getting under? rid of that boat uh, finally. Oh, they did? I thought it might still be no, sitting in the driveway. No, I think he, they got rid of it. Yeah, I asked him if he still had it. He said he didn't. So I don't know if he got rid of it. Yeah. Very so cool. uh, so Mike's punching bag on the message board wants to know if you got punked by, uh, by, by Jim Miller, and that's why you had to wear pink pants. Oh, yes. <laughs> I did. I lost the bet. So I have the pink pants on tonight. <laughs> salmon. Uh, shout out to Jim Miller wearing <laughs> salmon pants. Uh, so that was a great, that was a great uh, part of my week last week. And then, of course... I need to catch up tonight when we get Brandon on because I didn't see any of it. So Vegas had his second uh, Bass Nation How about it? Uh, youth tournament today. Uh, they had a nice turnout on Manasquan Reservoir, which was awesome in itself. It's such a throwback, yeah. you know, being there because we, we were all there the year the reservoir opened. Yeah, half a lifetime ago. Half a lifetime ago, which I think, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Pete, it's like 91 or 92 might be 92 when Manasquan opened. Right. And we were there right. when, the, when the trees it, were forest. Everything was new, oh, you wow. know. And all these years later, still sort of looks the same, but a lot of the timber's fallen. There's a lot of grass in there now. Hydrilla and milfoil has really? gotten in there. Uh, grass out to 13 feet, 14 feet, Pete, in spots. So right. it's a different fishery. But, um, you know, it was nice getting out in the boat. With a, another kid this time. So I was a boat captain for not just Vegas, but also a young man named Alex. Uh, shout out to Alex. I'm, I'm sure he's not watching, but uh, it was great to watch these kids go to work, you know, and, and watch how they set up on this stuff and how they fished it under difficult conditions. We had a 10 to 15 mile an hour south wind. Ooh. So they were dealing with boat positioning and, you know, line management and really, Ve- really Vegas, awesome. Were you boat captain in the Crawl Dad with two kids? In the, we took the big boat today. Oh, okay. Took the big boat, which was a blessing in disguise with the waves and stuff on Manasquan yeah. today. It would have been, been tough in a Crawl Dad. So. so Vegas runs the trolling motor on the cat? Vegas runs the trolling motor, does a pretty good job. We use the anchor, uh, anchor lock a lot. Uh, Spotlock. Spotlock. Um, Lawrence's version of Spotlock. Right, uh, sorry about that. We used a lot, a lot, a lot, you know, and, and, you know, I can coach them a little bit, you know, so they'd get in a little spot that was sort of right, you know, and I, I actually started the morning out drawing them diagrams on paper, 
It was really cool because I'd never coached nice. any organized sport before, right? So I got these two kids, and I'm drawing on just regular white paper with a sharpie, like scenarios. You know what to look Dude, for. Dude, you need coach shorts for the next one. Yeah, coach shorts. <laughs> yeah, like Coach Phil Petit coach. Oh shorts. yeah, like you need the coach. You're right, shorts, dude. The, I do. The Rydell coach shorts. Yeah, how maybe about, a whistle too. How about being the kid that gets the draw to be on the boat with with Mike? Yeah, yeah, you I don't know. know. I mean? I, and then it, there's right? another kid that doesn't get the draw. Yeah, <laughs> with Mike. It was it was fun though, awesome. and uh, and Vegas had another good one. This one was a little tougher. He had seven. Seven keeper bites all day. He landed five of the seven keeper bites. Okay. So I got to watch him put in uh, a limit that weighed about 12 and a half pounds. Dang. Wow. Man, that's awesome. With Lunker of the tournament. Oh, Not my just in his God. division, but of the entire tournament. Uh, five, five, or uh, four, five, four. Which Dude, you gotta really have him start throwing a couple of these. He's gonna get to the point where he wins, and there's gonna be no one clapping. It's yeah. gonna be like his grandma. Yeah, <laughs> the other one's gonna be sitting watching him win. <laughs> well, that's what Beck said because I was like, uh, you know, he he had one keeper early. Pete had a, he had about a two and a half pound smallmouth early, and then that area kind of shut down. They made a decision. They wanted to try something else. They moved to a different spot. And on his first drop on this other spot, he hooks about a four-pound smallmouth. Oh, my God. Way, way out there, it jumps like eye level. Oh and I'm like, oh, God. God. I've got the net. I've got the net extended. The net's in the water. He gets it about halfway to the boat and makes a dive and tunk, pops off. <sighs> and I'm like, oh. I just, you know, I didn't say nothing. I just decompressed the net, put it down. And I'm, but inside, I'm thinking, you know, ah, fuck. How close you to know, the net was he? Not close to the oh, net, okay. that one. So he's got one in the well. And then about 30 minutes later, he hooks another one. This one's jump side level, and it's a three-pound smallmouth. And this one, he gets to the boat, and uh, I got the net out, and it's heading to the net, and it's – you know how they get on the top, and they're riding the top sort of? He's not yeah. jumping, but he's just riding the top, and he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Poop, the hook pops out. So, oh. there, so he's got one fish in the well. And, I'm, and, I, and again, I want to harp on this because it is something I do not have. Dude, when that happened, I just fell. I <laughs> fell on the deck. I fell down. I took my buff. You that broke his a, rod for him. No, right? I <laughs> fell completely down on the deck. Pete, like, I, I just, I collapsed, right? I took the buff, and I put it completely over my face so the kids couldn't see my face. And hear your words. And underneath of it, I'm just, I'm just, like, and I, I pulled the buff down. I looked at Vegas, and I watched, and he's, and he's looking at his hook. He's feeling the point a little bit. And he looks wow. at the bait. He pulls the bait off. He puts the bait back on the hook, adjusts it, and opens the bail and makes another cast. Never says a word and yep. makes another cast, starts fishing. And I'm like, wow. it's unbelievable. It's an unbelie and I know other anglers that have that, and he yeah, has it. Yeah. It's called evolution. It's evolution. <laughs> it's, it's evolution from caveman, you know? He talked uh, about that during our interview yeah. uh, when he was on the show. He like, did it again. I asked him that question. How do you, how do you keep your head together? He did it again. Like, so, yeah, you know, like think I, I about that. Think about that, Pete. You've got mm. one in the well. You lose a four and a three, and you've got mm. one in the well. I, I, don't, I wouldn't handle that well. I'd, you be, know? I'd be going like, like David Mullins um, at the, mm. <laughs> did at, this, at the tournament today. Oh, did he have um, some heartbreak? Oof. Oh, oh God. my God. He, he had heartbreaks of monstrous proportions. He was right he there, had man. giant four-and-a-half-pound smallies. Uh, just coming unbuttoned on, uh, on, on crank his crankbait, beat. and crazy. after after like like what Vegas experienced, it was the first one he choked down. I think it was the second or third one, 
that just yeah. uh, you yeah. know he 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 came unglued. You yeah. could feel yeah. the emotion like in his voice. Yeah. It was horrible. Rightfully so. I mean, I yeah. mean it's, it's tough. hard to recover it's tough from losing him. Ve- yeah, yeah, Vegas. Yeah, Vegas but, has got the gift. Yeah. How cool is it to watch all that play out, man? Like, oh, it's it, it's it's great. It's great, but it's 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 stressful. Like I I was telling you, I had freaking iced coffee before I came up here to the show because I'm exhausted, not just from the two early you know mornings in a row, but from the stress of it. Yeah. I'm stressed mm-hmm. out. Yeah. I can feel it. Yeah. And the hardest thing, Dave, is you you know like in a regular you know like a sporting event where you're coaching, you can you know direct them kids a little more. Here, I can only do certain things, you know? So, like, you know, I'm seeing fish on the – I'm sitting back there and seeing fish on the graph under the boat, and I'm like, <gasps> you know, you want to you <laughs> be like, look, you know, and, and, and you know, I want to fish. I want to help, but I can't, so I'm stuck sitting there, and I, I don't know, man. I, I'm stressed out, you know? I can feel it. And every time these kids hook up, Alex hooked up with a 4-4 smallmouth. Oh. And the thing hooked – jumped I, – I mean, literally eye level – Next to me, I'm at the net. And he's like, Whoa. he jumps over the net this way. He's ah. fighting, fighting. It comes back, jumps again, eye level. This one I scooped out of the air, like a net. Like, you, like, oh yeah, I scooped them out of the air. But That's even, so if, even awesome, for dude. Alex, every time the stress is so intense. Yeah. How did he do? He did good. He came in third yeah. in his age group, right? Wow. So I think seven seven kids in that division, and he came. He took third. With two fish, you know, and that, so that big one was the key for him. You oh, know? yeah. Did he yell at you and treat you like dirt on the first time you missed a fish? Or not? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. He was, he was the nicest kid in the world. Yeah. You talk about that, Dave? What? No, I was wandering. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, was, it was great. It was a great experience to see Vegas win his second uh, tournament this year. So Come on, man. Shout out to Vegas the Hammer. <laughs> That's what I said, right? Yeah. Shout out to Vegas the Hammer. It was, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Um, I, I think, Brian, let's, let's, let's get it going. We got him. Um, I want to get it going, and if you're watching tonight, what a what a special guest we have joining us right now. This is this is really something that just happened. Shout out to Brian and Carpenter for making this happen. But if you're watching right now, we've got a amazing guest joining us right now. Oh, uh, uh, literally, we've got to be. Maybe we're not. I, I don't know. We're, we're going to ask him here in a second. But we've got to be one of the first or second live podcasts that get Brandon on. Brandon's going to be on thirty over the course of the next four or five days. So it's nice to get him on here. Uh, joining us now, the recent, when I say recent, I mean minutes ago, uh, champion from Lake Champlain, Bass Elite champion, Brandon Polnick, everybody. Brandon! What's up? How you doing? Good. Just finishing my dinner. Tapi- tapioca pudding? What is that? <laughs> no. It was uh, Idaho and mashed potatoes, huh? <laughs> All right. Oh, right. And uh, some chicken. It was like a homemade KFC chicken bowl. I love it. All right, Brandon, are you in your camper? Or are you in a hotel? Are you yeah. in a house? What are you doing? No, living the RV life. Okay. R- RV life. All right. Most guys we get on right after they win, they, they're still in their tournament jersey and their smile ear from ear. They're still shaking. You look pretty mellow for a, for a big win here, man. What is this? I am. I am pretty mellow. I don't. It was weird. Today was just, like you've won. You've had those days. Yeah. Today was just weird in the fact that the win was just icing on the cake. Yeah. Like I had such an incredible day of fishing. Yeah. I had so much fun and I enjoyed it so much that it was like the win was awesome. Yeah. But that was almost not the most awesome part of my day. Yeah. And so I just. I don't know. 
And I think after going two weeks straight, literally fishing 14 days straight now. Yeah. Uh, getting up at five, going dark to dark. I'm just relaxed. Yeah, you're ready. You're you, ready. You get all that, all the build up all day long and all of that kind of stress. And I didn't feel stressed on the water, but you just, you have that mental stress and everything weighing on you. And then yeah. once it happens and it, it's like, oof, like everything just releases. Yeah. And here, here's the other story. You're, you know, you're coming off now to back to back cut finishes, back to back top tens. Yeah. And I'm looking at the AOI standings, man. You're, you're slowly creeping up in the yeah, AOI really, standings. Yeah. yeah. It's early in the year, but I really screwed myself at Ufala. I've had yeah. three good events. Um, Ufala was just a, a tough one, but there's so much flip flops in the, standings right now because we're still early in the season yeah like we're only four events in yeah so um you know these two weeks were really crucial to kind of get that ball rolling in the right direction yeah st Clair, hopefully it'll be another good event and then um the fall is going to be really kind of a crapshoot right because i've never fished in the south in the fall and then it's just so much more junk fishing yeah Type of stuff, you know, where it just it takes a lot of that, I guess, home field advantage type stuff and things like that, kind of out of play. I feel like, yeah, in a lot of situations. Yeah. All right. Now, I, I, I gotta. We definitely want to talk to you here in a second. I know Pete's got a lot of questions for you on the technical side of what went down today, and I, I want to hear about yeah. that as well. But talk to me a little bit about holding that blue trophy up because. Um, you know, I I, I want to hear it from you. It's it's special. I know I know it's special. It you know, uh, you've held other trophies. I've held other trophies, right? You know, we we've both won in other leagues. Um, but you know, I I watched the weigh-in today. It was the only thing I caught because I was at Vegas's deal. But I got to watch the weigh-in. I got to watch you hoist that thing. Talk about that feeling a little bit. You know, you know, coming coming back yeah. to fish bass from MLF and now you're rehoisting that blue trophy. Talk to me about that. You think that you would get immune to it, like that feeling, I guess, kind of, but every time I get in that position, I get choked up. Um, and I don't know if it's like the nostalgia of it or like, there's just, there's truly something special yeah. when you look at that trophy and it becomes yours. Like, and you can say, yeah, I'm an elite series champion. It just it holds something. Yeah. Um and it, it means something. And it that emotion is real. Yeah. You know, and you, you I actually try to fight it and I can't. It just comes out. Um I've gotten better at like controlling it, I guess. Yeah. Or wrapping it up a little quicker. Um but it's it's something that you just you don't have the control over and i don't know exactly what causes that yeah um you know it's unfortunate that we still can't have those big crowds and everything yeah because like i i will forever remember philly when you won that and that was like one of the most brutal fishing tournaments <laughs> <laughs> and it's in like the least fishing part of the world yeah but it was honestly 
probably <laughs> the coolest way and I've ever been to in my life. Like just the setup of it, you know, like on the water, you yeah. got the backdrop there and then the city and it's kind of that Coliseum. Yeah. State. Yeah, it's like, like an amphitheater. Yeah. Like that moment. And then everyone was chanting your name. Like that kind of stuff is what makes it so special. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think that every time moments like that happen, yeah, it, it just kind of compounds and makes those blue trophies that much more, yeah, that much more of a big deal. And I think the longer you do it, the more you understand how hard it is to actually win. Yeah, it's hard to win. When I won my first one, it was cool because it was my first one, and I'd only been on two or two years. But the longer you do it the more you realize that that's a, it's a special thing. Like everything can go right and you can make all the good, dis- right decisions and still get beat. Yeah. Yeah. Up in the Adirondacks, it's different. Like they're, it's New York, but they're different people. They're all standing around there with golden retrievers with scarves around their necks. <laughs> watching the way. <laughs> well, there were, there were still some people like in the distance. We yeah. still had some people in the distance, but not like we'd normally would. And, yeah. Um, you know, not, because of their choice, but just because everything that's going on. So yeah, yeah, it was it was a cool event, and this is the first one. I didn't even realize this till Tiff said something this evening. But this is actually the first win that I've came back, like from the back of the pack. Right. Run. Wow. All the other ones I've led going into the final day um, that I've won. So yeah, this, it was, that part of it was cool too. You know, I think yeah. it's just all that's sinking in still. Yeah, it's hard to win any tournament, uh, but to win, you know, at the top level uh, is is very difficult. And you got another blue trophy, which is unbelievable. Um, I I know. I I want you to talk about this side of it too. You know, the elite trophy means a lot, has a lot of meaning, probably more than other trophies. But is it different? And I I need you to really honestly address this for me, Brand. Is it different? This one is this one different because of that name factor, you know, the last blue trophy you won, you had a hundred of the biggest names in the sport. Now you've got 80 or 90, probably the same caliber of skill. I'm not taking nothing away from any of those guys. They're all talented, but they're not necessarily the biggest names in the sport. Does that make this win any different or is it the same? No, for me, the feeling was exactly the same. Yeah. Because it, come that feeling comes from the moments that happen throughout the week and then they're amplified by the moments that have happened in your life getting you to that point yeah um you know that's where all that emotion comes from it doesn't just come from that one week it comes from everything in your life that you've built up working to that point yeah and no matter how many you win that's still like i still get that same feeling um, because you like, competed against the fish, right? Like you're, you're always, yeah, you're, you I don't know. And I, fish and to win. it didn't matter who was fishing behind you. Yeah. Like you figured out the deal. Yeah. hundred percent. Like it just wasn't not once this year have I felt like I was fishing against a group of guys that were lesser fishermen. Like yeah. you still had to go catch them. And if you look at the weights, the weights are still, equally as good as they were before at the same bodies of water right it still takes around 17 pounds you know the first day was 17 i don't remember what it fell to a little bit but it's like weights are about the same like that hasn't that hasn't affected me um 
you know, I think the first ones were really cool because I was fishing against the guys like yourself and stuff that I had grown up idolizing and watching. Um, and then there's not as many of you guys that I'm competing against now. Yeah. Uh, so that part of it's different. But the true emotion and feeling of it was no less than any of the first three. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, that's let me awesome. ask, can I ask a question, Mike? Yeah, go, Pete. The, uh, Brand and congrats, man. It was so much fun watching. Um, you know, but you you went through a bunch of decisions. Like you made massive decisions in your career uh to get back here. It's mm -hmm. gotta be gratifying. Yeah. Um a, a sense you know, winning this tournament that do you feel that way? Like you're at home, this is where you should be. Yeah, I think it's I mean, I already felt that way before. Um it's just more of like a solidifying thing and it's not like oh i won it yeah this is where i should be it's the feeling that i get when i'm out there competing and then when you win is what that that to me is what makes it feel right uh, you know and that's that's what i felt like i had lacked a little bit before and so coming back to get that kind of emotion, like if you watched live at all today, like you just saw how much fun I had on the water. Um, yeah. And that to me is like, I just thoroughly enjoyed my day on the water. You were uh, giggly. I was, I was a little giggling like a little schoolgirl, I guess, while reeling in four and a half pounders because it, <laughs> it was like every rock I moved over to, I caught one bigger and I would catch one. I'm like, Oh, that's my biggest one of the day. And then the next time I set the hook, it would be bigger than that one. And it, it was just amazing. Wow. I, I was thinking you might have regrets when uh, the, wind, the wind started blowing at 15 miles an hour and you had to get around Cumberland Head uh, to oh. get back to the way. And um, thinking, yeah. yeah, boy, it was pretty cool over at the MLF when we got the trailer to play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't lie that that's a, uh, that's a pretty solid part of that program. It's like, Hey, Tiff, I'm um, at the end of the lake. You want to come pick me up at the ramp? Yeah. Down at the yeah. Uh, but I, I, I'll jump that in also takes away. Yeah, it takes sure. away yeah. from some of it. Like I pushed it. I was at the gut with 18 minutes left Ooh. and had to run across there oh. and it was intense. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It was intense. Seth yeah. lost graphs on the way back to the ramp. Did Seth lose the graphs? Yeah, lost he both yeah. graphs off the front of his boat. Wow. Literally ripped him right off both of them. I mean, got, out there right now looking for him. It, it, it went from like almost being flat calm to like, oh, hey, we should start working our way back. And on our way back, it went from like a three to five mile an hour wind to a 15 to 20 mile an hour wind. Like Dang. as we were on our wow. way back, and it just instantly built into this gauntlet of, wow. of waves. I mean, you guys have came around there. And it, yeah, there's nothing you can do. I mean, it was blowing 60 miles down the pipe. Yeah, I, I want to say something real quick, and then we're gonna uh, hand it over to Riz. Got a lot of questions coming through. Um, you guys mentioned Pete and Brandon. You mentioned, you know, joking about the MLF thing. I gotta, I gotta be honest with you though, and tell you. Yeah, that, I, actually, I want to hear your opinion. Yeah, on that. my opinion on that is. From a safety standpoint, for sure, I get, you know, I understand why MLF has that. Yeah. But, Brandon, that last tournament I fished up on Sturgeon Bay, it didn't feel right. 
you know, no. have you know, trailering to a ramp, getting to take out and drive to another one. Like for me, part of the tournament fishing is is that pressure that you just talked about, yeah. right? First reward. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like right. you know that strategy of that big run in the morning or that short run in the morning, mm -hmm. calculating. You know, can I get there? Can I make it back? That mm -hmm. to me is a part of tournament fishing that's missing from that other format. You know, yeah. safety aside. I don't. I didn't like it. It felt weird. It yeah, felt very I think, strange I think, to me. Yeah, you and, know? I, and I absolutely get that. I think that's something that the anglers uh, you don't pick that up so much as as a spectator. Right. Right. But you guys definitely feel it. Yeah, you feel it. I mean, yeah. you, you know, Brandon, that that yeah, eighteen minutes to make it back. You know, like. That's, that's not enough time. It's not enough time, It's not enough time, and th and that's when you feel the most alive. You know what I mean? It's like right. they're the moments in fishing, in tournament fishing, yeah. why you do it. You know, and I've I've had some of them, Brandon, in my career too, where you just make it yeah. back or, you know, whatever, yeah. and and it's like, man, that's when you feel alive. All right? Am I gonna know? am I gonna it, get win or am intense. I gonna get dead? Right. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I know I have a shot to win today. I'm an idiot. I've kept fishing, trying to <laughs> catch even more. Like I'm out there throwing my glide bait around thinking I'm gonna catch a six pound largemouth and I come around out of the gut and I'm like, Oh, that was a absolutely terrible decision. <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at my camera guy and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna owe you a chiropractor appointment. This is gonna be bad. Oh man. How, I, I had to calculate I'm like if I can I have to do at least a minimum of 30 miles an hour average oh my to God. get back. And I'm like, oh. Oh, yep, 30 miles an hour in five and six footers. Oh, God. Not good. good. How, how much time uh, did you have to spare? When you I actually in? had like two, two, two and a half minutes. Wow. Like to, when I got back. But, um, I mean, I pushed it hard going across. And then once I got around the point, it's easy because yeah. you just run the troughs. Yeah. Uh, but getting to Cumberland Head Point was sporty. Man, <laughs> that's a scary thing. Uh, let me remind everybody watching, if you've got questions or comments for anything you hear in tonight's show, if you've got questions or comments for Brandon, please hit us up on the IM. Riz, I know you've got a boatload of questions coming in for Brandon. What do you got? For sure. Uh, Tin Cup on the message board. Big <laughs> shout-out to Tin Cup. Yeah. We're, shout out Tin we're, Cup. we're enjoying it already. Uh, he wants to know... Um, Brandon, what was the water temperature that you had up north? And also, how did you come up with a game plan dealing with the low water? Oh, um, two good ones. I honestly don't even remember what the water temperature was. Uh, nice. It's like mid-70s. Um, you know, it kind of ranged, I would say, from like 74 to 79, kind of where, depending on where you're at yeah. on the lake. Um, and normally... In the past, I've fished up towards like Roush's Point area, um, very well known part of the lake. And for me, I just where I normally like to fish up there, like the grass didn't feel right, the water being low. I don't know if that had something to do with it or all the hot weather they've had. Uh, but the fish I were catching, I was catching over there, just didn't seem healthy enough for me. Um, and so in my mind with the low water and everything, and I don't know if I just felt more comfortable coming off of St. Lawrence, you know, fishing deeper stuff. I thought, well, I'm going to just start going and looking deep 
and I've started looking everywhere from 20 to 50, even looked out in 60 sometimes, like just trying to find something, you know, something different where maybe these fish would go. Um, and I started to dial it in. Um, I got on like kind of just one big deep flat that I just followed these contours with my mega 360 and I, it started clicking in my mind that I could literally look at my map and by the third day of practice, I was hardly even making a cast on a place or I would drop on them in the seat. So no one saw me fishing while I was fishing. Um, but I would literally just drive idle over a spot, mark them, mark the key little areas on that spot and then just keep driving. And so I had, it was actually partly an issue. I had so much water that I could fish that I felt like I could catch a three and a half plus pound smallmouth that I had to actually force myself to slow down and not try to fish all of it in one day. Wow. But it was, it was just one of those practices where it, you know, about halfway through the second day of practice, it started to click and, and I was able to, no joke, look at my map, say, I'm going to go idle that spot. You'd shut down all over it. Couple small mouth dots and you'd mark it, mark a couple of boulders or the rocks. And then, uh, you know, I, I tried to like mark where the fish were. And then I would mark little key pieces of structure that I thought those fish might move to if the conditions changed and things like that. Wow. Um, and that, that really played because I was able to fish different parts of that right. throughout the week. How many, how many boulders, rocks do you think you had marked, Brandon? Probably 50 or 60. Wow. That's Jeez. crazy. That's, yeah. That's awesome. There's yeah. levels to this, kids. Yeah. <laughs> if you put that on eBay right now, you'd make a little bit of money, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's insane. I didn't realize how big a there's some massive boulders out there. Oh yeah. I didn't realize they had them like that, but they're like almost, you know, half the size of a bass boat or something. Yeah, 16 foot boulder. Slabtown. Slabtown. What else you got? I had a Riz? couple shots of your 360 that were amazing on the show that, you know, where you were sitting and you could see those boulders, giant boulders yeah. all around you. Yeah, and that probably wasn't even the greatest shot like those were some shorter ones just kind of out on the end of that point i think when he shot them but it was uh like that was just such a key to be able to be efficient right go from one to the next yeah. and know where your cast had to be yeah it's awesome yeah, Brandon, it was, it was uh, crazy Chief. watching you giggle as you were catching those fish that was pretty awesome what do you favorite, got, Riz? One of my favorite ways. <laughs> uh, Brandon, Chase in Oklahoma wants to know, uh, how do you feel about being on ESPN2 um, for back-to-back -back weekends uh, oh, yeah. in the Bassmaster Elite Series? Talk a little bit about you know, what you think that's going to do for the sport and ways that um, you can really utilize that to help grow it. That's awesome. It, that's, that's as big as it gets right there. In the sports world, like ESPN2, and not just – like Bass has been on ESPN2 since the Elite started – um maybe even before that i don't know exactly but they were just the the shows right they were the edited shows yeah and they would be at weird times sometimes or they would get like pushed out because there was a softball tournament or something yeah, <laughs> yeah so, cool. the black widow <laughs> to, to have it aired live and have millions of people i mean 
you follow it 2.8 million viewers wow um and then i know these last couple weeks i'm pretty sure we're even better and so that that's incredible right that's good for everybody in this industry uh, and i know that because you get text messages and emails and things from people that do not follow fishing that are like, Hey, saw you on ESPN or like, yeah, if gets messages, she was saying today that people she went to high school with that have never don't know anything about fishing saw it on TV uh, and messenger. And that that's, that just brings another level of exposure, right? When it's live versus when it's just a recorded show, people just flipping through the channels and it's there. Yeah. And it's there for hours and hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's good for the sponsors too, right? You know, because 100%. like an edited show, some of that stuff will be cut out. You know, you, I know a yeah. lot of times you'll say, a, you know, give a sponsor a key plug. And it doesn't make the edited show. Oh my goodness! Yeah. How dare they? Dude, but it's live, I, right? I had, it's like yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts, because when COVID ends, we're going to bump us for shuffleboard. <laughs> for, for shuffleboard. <laughs> I say enjoy it while it lasts, because when this COVID gets cured, yeah, they're going <laughs> to bump us back out for trick pull shots. <laughs> I, I, I mean, maybe, but if I, I would think that if it continues to build and grow, and they get good feedback, yeah. That they would want to keep it on. Yeah. You know, I mean, or, or find a place for it to promote it. Um, yeah. And so who knows? I mean, I hope it right? stays. I hope it stays. I'm enjoying it back on ESPN. I like the, it a lot. I the hope fact it stays. that, yeah, the fact that we had one event and they came back and said, hey, we want three. Yeah. Because it was supposed to be Cayuga, St. Lawrence, and Champlain. And we just happened to have to postpone um, Cayuga. Yeah. So, Curious to see what the rest of the year. Right. Why not try to keep it going and grow it as much as possible? I hope it keeps going. Put the foot on the floor. I like it a lot. I hope it keeps going. Yep. Same. Riz, what else you got? You got anything else coming? Yeah. um, Brandon, when did you start tournament fishing? And uh, and talk a little bit about how you got your start and, you know, got got involved in the sport. (laughs) Uh, I was eight years old when I started fishing my first tournaments. Um, It was a family friend. That took me out. So my mom was always into the outdoors and my family was. And so they'd always taken me fishing and stuff, but they didn't know anything about tournament fishing or, you know, when we went fishing, we weren't targeting a specific species. We were just fishing. And, um, and then we had a family friend that he, he had an old Skeeter fish tournaments and he took me out the first time on a bass boat. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the entire world. And learned that there was such a thing as bass tournaments and you could make a living catching bass and doing that. And instantly I was hooked. And so I started fishing just some local club tournaments and stuff with him. And then just continued to progress. When I was 16, I started fishing um, the Bass Federation, which is now called the Bass Nation. And just worked my way up through that. Spent seven years fishing in that until I won the national championship, qualified for my first classic in the elites and the rest is history. Wow. That's awesome. Now I, it is rad. Uh, Brandon, I've got the same thing I'm doing with Vegas right now. Uh, Vegas actually started last year. He was eight. He's nine this year. 
Sometimes, you know, you get so wrapped into it, you forget about things you should be doing, right? Because I'm his dad and I'm hardcore. You have any advice for me with him? Because <laughs> seriously, I want to hear it from you because, you know. He, he's trying not to create a Chad he, Michael Michaels. I mean, he's, dude, he's, <laughs> he's really, really, really good. But I, at the same time, I don't want to. I don't want to press him. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think the I think that's the biggest thing is letting him evolve into like the type of angler that he's going to be. Right. Because he may have a different style of fishing than what you do. Like, yeah. He may be the three, four rods on the deck type of guy, not thirty or forty strapped down has to you know, double up your rod buckles to get them to strap down right. like you do. Yeah. So you might have to, like, that would be my biggest thing is, like, just letting him evolve into whatever type of angler he's going to be. Obviously, he's already being successful. So the biggest thing is just keeping him keeping him humble on that, yeah. I guess. It, and it, it's like the Iconellis are like the Mannings of fishing. Like there's Eli, you know, there, there was Archie Manning and then the, <laughs> and then he bred and, 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 and you know, made the, great, the greatest of all time, Peyton, You know what I mean, dude? Yeah. yeah. The spawn of Archie. I, I think the biggest thing would be um, like making sure that he earns his way. Yeah. 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 Like not just because he's your son yeah. and you've had an incredible amount of success, but like, truly earning it and that that's for him yeah because he'll appreciate it much more in the long run yeah and it'll pay dividends a lot more yeah i i, I think you're right and like last year i watched him we his championship event last year uh on merrill creek he zeroed and it was the hardest thing to watch you know it was it was gut-wrenching to watch yeah. him work to the very end and not catch a keeper to weigh you know, after it was all said and done, and I got back, and I was I was sad for him, you know. And he, but he, you know, he wasn't really. He just he's got a different attitude. But I got back and talked to Becky about it. She was like, "It's the best thing that could happen," you know, because it's the reality of fishing, you know. Yeah. And he's got to mm -hmm. learn that yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah, learn how know? to deal with disappointment. Yeah, a lot of disappointment sure. in this sport, you know. Sure. Brandon, I got a question. Yeah. Is this the first time you've ever you've ever been asked for parental advice? <laughs> Probably, okay. considering so, the fact that I have I don't have any kids. No, he's but wants to know if you did. How you from, raise them? <laughs> I mean, you probably got a Chihuahua. You did a good job with, right? <laughs> I got a I got black mouth cur. All right, she's made it to like five years old. She's doing pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure, you did a good job with the goldfish in Coeur d'Alene, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe come bass food. All, right. All the goldfish <laughs> I have, good I've move. Bass. Mike uh, attempted to uh, take down Jim Miller from the UFC oh. last week. Oh, really good. goodness. I thought, I, thought you'd be, that work? I thought you'd be a great person to give him some takedown advice. Yeah, not very good. Oh. You would have did a lot better, Brandon. I think you could snatch him, Brandon. I was a scrub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I would even want to try. <laughs> <laughs> You're a state I mean, champion, I, dude. Yeah, I know. But he's wow. on a different level. <laughs> New Jersey. I, I got to mention this real quick. We got uh, a really good friend of all of ours, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Mark Zona, a.k.a. Z, just texted me. And, and this, was, this was for the advice 
for getting your sons involved in fishing. Uh-huh. And he said, don't go all Bobby Knight on them like I do <laughs> to this day with Hunter and Jacob, his sons, <laughs> when they do bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's a hard thing. It's you a lose, hard thing. You lose sleep over that. Yeah, shit, you dude. do lose sleep over it. <laughs> And that, I mean, you you know, we're from Jersey. Like, the instinct uh-huh. is to yell and scream and curse. But it's tough, yeah. man. Oh, dude, I yeah. cursed my head off when Mullins lost those fish. Yeah. And he's, well, you didn't say it, but he's just like, no. And I'm like, and I was putting myself in that position. I'm like, that would not have been the word I used. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be yeah. on that boat with a yeah. camera on me. You would have slurred a higher power. Yeah. Oh, I would have. <laughs> yeah. I'd have offered a fight. <laughs> you well, th- this, <laughs> this is one of the other great things with COVID is now we're all wearing these buffs. And you could also use them as curse hiders, you know? Gag <laughs> balls. Yeah, gag balls, your frustration. You just hide it. It's good stuff. Uh, Brandon, I, I need to know, and and excuse me for being ignorant because uh, I, I, I was with Vegas today in this tournament. What, what, t- give me a rundown of the bait that you fished today, the exact bait and all that, because I, I didn't get to see it go down today. What, what was yeah. the deal? Uh, pretty much everything I caught this week was on a X-Zone finesse slammer. And I rotated through colors, like really the first two days I caught them the best on a color called Big Limit. Uh, it kind of has a purple, pinkish, like pearlescent hue on the bottom mm. and, and has kind of that like Houdini type color on top. Yeah. So it imitates kind of a little bit of everything. And then really the last two days, day two or day three and day four today, I caught pretty much every single fish on green pumpkin and blue fleck. Uh, and th- there was like a noticeable difference when I would drop it on them how yeah. well they or how quickly they would eat it you know huh. i could eventually get them to eat both but it it definitely seemed like depending on the day yeah they would eat one better than the other wow and, um, and i'm usually not like a big color guy yeah um you know but i think those two were diff a big enough difference right you know the green pumpkin's a lot darker of a hue versus kind of the lighter big limit yeah. color what what and were you what were what were you imitating? What what are these fish actually eating? You think down there? They're eating everything. I had a lot of them spit up like actually big perch, like five six inch perch. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and you know they're good sized perch, and then a lot of them were spitting up those little owl wives too. They look like yeah. little mirrors. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, but I, it was crazy. Like I didn't have a camera. Um, I know Carl drove around and checked some stuff with a camera during practice. Yeah. And they said it was like an aquarium down there. Like wow. there's drum. I caught I caught more sunfish the size of like the palm of my hand size this week than I've ever caught in my entire life. In that same out depth there. zone. Out there drop shotting, yeah, wow. like twenty to forty foot, like around those boulders. Like yeah. it, and you would catch, you know, smallmouth this big, and then your next drop, you'd catch a four pounder. Wow. And so, and there were, I caught, let's see, I caught perch, white bass, sunfish, smallmouth, largemouth, walleye, drum. What else? I caught pike, dropped, <laughs> I dropped on two pike today. Um, I mean, just the amount of fish on those places was insane. Now with, but, I, but it had to do with the bait a lot. Yeah. Now, with the technology, you know, you guys are using these 
depth finders, the hummingbird stuff, so awesome. Um, did you get to see Champ at all in the Inland Sea this week? <laughs> I never did see Champ. No Champ. I think he was out there a little past my depth zone. <laughs> he was <laughs> out there a little the past me. <laughs> yeah, he was a little further out off the break. Brandon, you know, when are you getting on, uh, getting on the road to leave? I don't know. So, dude, listen, there's a, pizza, there's a pizza parlor downtown in Plattsburgh. Man, like if you're coming from, like, are you, where are you staying at? Like, what's, where are you staying at now? Well, I'm not going to tell you on live. <laughs> <laughs> All the stalkers yeah, are going to come in. Right. I mean, in if you're, so if you're coming down from, like, the Port Aroche, however you pronounce that. Port Aroche. You're coming down, yeah. down, if you're coming down from Port Aroche, like, as you enter yeah. the town, on the right side, there's an old pizza parlor from New York, <laughs> old old New York Italians that retired from New York. It's the best pizza on planet Earth, wow. upstate New York. Really? Upstate. It's good yeah, info. Wow. That's good. It's across it from the furniture store and the painting gallery. That's wow. right. There's like a paint, okay. like a paint store where they yeah. paint. Dude. Yeah, Kyle that does all my filming, he says he ran by it this week. Wow. So. Amazing. There you go. That's a good tip, Kyle. Dave. Get out are there you, and get some pizza. Get some pizza. Yeah, are you going to go back out on the lake tomorrow and, and uh, continue to continue to jack them? No, I'm probably going to sleep in. <laughs> 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 I haven't slept past like five o'clock in two weeks, so I could use like a good seven o'clock day. That's yeah. awesome. Seven yeah. o'clock day would be good. Uh, Brandon, I want to. I, I do want to. I want to switch it up here real quick and and put you on the spot and and ask you for a prediction. Um, with everything that's gone on this year, of course, with COVID, it's been it's been a tough year uh, in the industry. It's been a tough year for the tournament circuits. Um, the, the different organizations handle it differently, of course. And I, I just want to know how many MLF anglers do you think will attempt to come back to bass next year? You think you're going to have another group that that comes over or attempts to come back? Uh. I think it depends on what next year looks like. Right. I think it depends on what the like the format looks like. Are contracts still good or not good? Like, right. I, I think the decisions that are made between now and the end of this fall of what 2021 looks like as far as formats and turn like how many tournaments there's going to be just all the things that go into tournament fishing, what yeah. that format looks like will determine how many, if any, there will be. Right. right? I mean, and that's the, it's not like that number could be anywhere from 40 to zero. I mean, it just, right. or it could be even more than that. I don't, it just depends on the decisions they make of how to run it. I think, Right. Do you think do you think that number will be bigger the following year when when technically from a legal standpoint the three year contract ends? Do you think there'll be a bigger um, exodus? I don't know. I I honestly think like all of that the amount of guys that will leave or, or stay or go one way or the other will literally just determine on the decision processes that are made. Right? Like right. do the anglers feel like decisions are being made in their best interest? or not right and does it fit what they want to do as an angler right and then you know and then those guys will each have to make their own personal decisions based on that i mean you most likely you'll just have a a mixture 
would be my guess. Right. You know, you have some guys fishing the PFL, the FLW, MLF things, super tournaments, and some guys trying to fish the elites and opens, and just be mixed. Too many acronyms in this sport. <laughs> PFL, MLF, MILF, Bass, P-U-S-S-Y. I miss the days of just Bass and FLW. <laughs> I know. Why? I know. Why? Simple. Well, there's that fine line between having a lot of circuits to let a lot of people, you know, try to enter the sport professionally, and it becomes too much. Watered you know? down. Watered down. Fraud. You know, Fugazi. Spread, spread out, you know. I mean, it became like the Yakko Raceway. <laughs> People are bringing pintos out there with, with slicks, right? You know, right? Well, it depends what the pinto had like under the hood. Like a seventy-nine though. second, you know, yep. dash. <laughs> you Mom, know? Mom's Dotson. Yeah, sign my little pinto. Sign my little pinto. Uh, all right, Brandon. So, but we're gonna let you go here in a second. Before we let you go, though, I, I do. You, you are in the thick of it for AOY. Is that is that something that's going to be on your mind? There's only shit. There's been not that many dudes walking the face of the earth that have multiple AOYs. Is it something you're thinking about already? Or are you just going to go no. out and fishing? Or? I mean, it's on my mind, but I I do my best to not let that alter my decision-making process on the water Yeah, or during practice. Uh, because I feel like the instant that you start worrying about that and fishing safe to try to cash checks, yeah. you will get burned. Right. And you will... You will miss checks. You will miss more checks trying to cash checks and fish for checks yeah. than you will actually cash. And uh, I've always felt that way. I don't look at the AOI points. I mean, obviously, I can have a general idea. Yeah, I've had three good tournaments and one bad one, so I know it's okay. Um, but I never like even all the way up to when I won AOI. I didn't. I knew that I was leading. But I had no idea what the point split was. I mean, as far as I was concerned, it was a one point lead. Yeah. And uh and that just that keeps that decision making process in the right place where I'm trying to literally catch as much weight as I can every single day. Yeah. So it's just trying to cut a check. And that's because if you're trying to cut checks, you don't win blue trophies. No. That's just all that's the only way there is to say it. And I mean if you want to talk financials, you can cut a check in every single event and win 80 grand, or you can win one and win 100 grand. Yeah. So, I mean, the math is pretty easy on it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Riz, we got anything else for Brandon? We're going to let Brandon go and enjoy his, his victory. What else you well, got? While Riz is chewing real quick, Brandon, when you're going back home again, down 87 South, get off exit 21 at Lake George and hit Adirondack <laughs> Brewing. There's Ooh, not a beer you'll be disappointed with or a burger. Brewing. Adirondack okay. Brewing. Yeah. That sounds good. I want to go there right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going home till Thanksgiving, but that might be on my route. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Road that's Warrior. A, yeah. That's Are a, you really not going home till Thanksgiving? Yeah. Holy it's, hell. It's, that's crazy. 55 hours to drive from here to my house. <laughs> 55? Know, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, 55 hours, and it's four turns. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> wow. You got enough bank, dude. You could hours. move to Alabama by now. You know what I mean? You don't have to I don't want to. I hear that. Ooh, why not? <laughs> they shoot people's trucks. They I just don't. Yeah. Trucks. They be shooting. I mean, Brandon, I why don't you move to Gunnersville? I heard Boyd's got some places for sale there. Yeah, probably does. I just don't <laughs> want to be that immersed into the fishing world. I love it. Like, I like to go home and get away from everybody. I hear right. that. Right. Good for you. 
And Alter Bridge uh, didn't make a song called Alabama, but they did make a song <laughs> called Quarter Lane. That's true. <laughs> Damn. That's true. I didn't know. How much? How much stuff did you? How much knowledge did you purge out of your brain to, to put up all these? You just keep spitting these things out tonight. These random things about. It's, it's impressive. It's a lot of time in a UPS truck. <laughs> it's impressive. I'm it is because sometimes I'll get to a place and I'm just like, <laughs> I can see I'm like washing somebody over. I watched their face just change. Oh my! God. <laughs> <laughs> I do <laughs> random useless information. That's I awesome. do. I just drown them. Riz, what do you got? All right, last question from the message board. It actually comes from Dave's Overgrown Flower Garden. Uh, <laughs> wow. Oh, they're fighting words. Dave, Dave's Overgrown Flower Garden wants to know, at what point did you did you run into conflict with your cameraman on the way back? Did he ask you to slow down or seek shelter at any point in the ride-in? <laughs> no. No, I was so thankful. I, so I had um, Jake. I'm probably butcher his last name. Uh, um Jake from State Farm? No, no, uh, definitely not. Jake. Jake from State Farm would have probably just had some insurance lawsuit on me. <laughs> Jake, I've had him in the boat before, um, but he is all about it. Like he's just as pumped up as I am when I was catching him. And, oh hell yeah! Uh, I just looked at. I mean, when I looked at him, he's like, "Just go." It's like it's part of it. Just yeah, go, they're not the done. litigation types. Those guys, they're warriors. You know, those, those guys are all about it. Um, yeah. But man, I did feel bad because he didn't have a console and Oof, they're right. hitting his side. Like, shout out to those camera guys, by the I way, mean, man. Those they, guys are tough, dude. They really. I mean, I've been in the boat with you, Mike, before, and I literally have to like. I gotta like brace myself, hand under the nuts. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I can't <laughs> Mike, imagine Mike like care. having to go through that with yeah. camera gear and everything else. It's Mike could get a make a wish him. kid with a halo, and he's gonna punch it on him <laughs> and go full red line. <laughs> That's not full true. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> if it was a tournament, if it was a tournament, I'd probably do it. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, he better have a helmet halo because you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Off the rails. Off the rails. Shout out to all the camera guys. They do go through a lot of shit. It's pretty <laughs> amazing. It's pretty unbelievable. One uh, more. One more thing. Yeah. One more got, thing on the message board. <laughs> Brian, smoking hot wife, wants to know. <laughs> hey, right. How much longer is it until uh, elk season, and are you looking forward to it? Oh, that's a good. Uh, that's a great question. But my uh, elk season is pretty much going to be non-existent this year because of the tournament to- schedule. Yeah, thanks to this COVID. So yeah. I'm fishing both open series and the elites. So later this fall, I have seven weeks straight. Nice. Wow. Right on. God dang. I dude. love yeah. that, man. Yeah. That's uh, that's that's bad to the bone, Brandon. Hell you've yeah. Won, you've won. You got seven. a freaking fat bank account, and you're still just grinding, going <laughs> I love it. Like, Brandon, yeah. you yeah. love it. You're passionate ask, about it, man. I'm trying to picture what, what I'm looking at here, Brandon. Your camper that you're in, is it like a meet the Fockers kind of camper that you drive, or are you dragging it behind a fifth wheel? What do you got? Meet the Fockers. I don't know what the I just know. It's not very clean right now. Look, here's the crew. Cribs. If I can tilt it. What up, Cribs? What up? Look at with the trophy. Look at that. Kyle and Tiff and the Tiff, trophy. Tiff, what's up? Can I see Kyle's mustache? Go back. What? Can I see Kyle's mustache? That's oh, a yeah. beauty. Oh, that's legit. That's gorgeous. Wow. <laughs> gorgeous. The, French, the French goatee. <laughs> I love it. Pretty nice. A wee wee. Yeah. And then we've got like our little, uh, this is like our media. Oh, little wow. Looks like a snap on a tool. Like, 
That, our camera that's gear better than the entire Ike Live studio right there. It is. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. <laughs> yeah. We've got uh, the kitchen. Nice. Man, kitchen style. All right. This is not camping. This is glamping. This is where, Ike, you got your camper's the same size. So come on. <laughs> that's where Kyle sleeps. Goddamn, you put him in the attic. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that thing looks this, like it's palatial. You put him in a, in a, this is honestly put him in a why I started camping. Right here. This is all elk meat. Nice. Right on. Nice. No, that's yeah. why I started camping is because I wanted to be able to pack air seal. My camper would be and all Chesapeake Bay catfish. Got a bathroom <laughs> and a bedroom. Look at that. Yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah, Vin, Vin, not, she can't hear me. Can not like, she can make the bed for crying out loud. Like, <laughs> she's but, no, I'm sure the bed was made <laughs> and messed it all up. Got it. That's typically what happens. It's day four. It was not made. No, yeah. yeah. You, you could have turned the volume that, down for me. You know what, though? That, <laughs> I got I to tell you, though, for for people watching right now and, and, and are watching this amazing camper, and it's amazing, yeah. this is the way to travel. And, and, and oh, Brandon, 100%. I know you know, but, dude, when you're doing it full-time like these guys do, um, Brandon, Brandon and Tiffany, you know, on the road, you know, 11 months out of the year, dude, how nice is it, Brandon, to be in your own house as you're on the road? Is that the it, – it's, it's, it's the best, right? It is literally the – it makes life on the road not life on the road. Yeah. Like, it, it takes nice. the grind part out of it. You're not living mm -hmm. in a suitcase. You have your own things. you got your own bed. Um, so from a competitive standpoint, I think it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Because you have consistency. You can build routine. Yeah. Um, it it honestly just makes makes such a huge difference. Like, even... If we didn't have this, I would still travel. Like if Tiff quit traveling and wanted to stay home, I would travel in a cab over camper, you know, a Lance yeah, or yeah, something like badass. that. Like I would just, I would never go back to the hotel, you know, rental house type stuff because it's just. What about the Tundra Suites? If, if I had to, I mean, I slept in the Tundra Suites. <laughs> uh, I don't think I did last year. Two years ago, 2018, I did during practice at the St. Lawrence River. What about the? And I was going, I was going to this year too. But would you do the Rick Clun Calhide tent with magic mushrooms every night? Every night, probably Sleep not. Make it? Oh, probably not. Okay. I don't need to become one with the. <laughs> <laughs> don't knock it. But I do appreciate his approach. Yeah. There you go. Got to get in tune. Uh. Pete, before we let Brandon go, did you have anything, Pete, for for Brandon from? You know, I I got it. I'm going to ask this question because we talked about fishing, but I got to ask this question because this morning with the Bashu crew, we were texting and um and and I'm like the guy that that dedicates this day to largemouth wins this tournament. Yeah, uh, you got you got clouds, wind, rain, and and historically the smallmouth on there and like other places up in that part of the country, when you get that cloudy, rainy weather, man, you, you, those big smallmouth become very, very difficult to yeah. catch. So you wind up with like 17 pounds, which yeah. doesn't, doesn't win you the day. And nobody went for largemouth. And you did a little bit. You, you did a little bit in the morning. I saw you. But, uh, but, but those smallmouth bit right through the clouds and the rain as if it was a sunny day. Yeah, uh, and that – 
I honestly, all week, I was hoping for that weather. Um, mostly the wind, you know, mm-hmm. the cloud cover, not as much. But my plan, my original plan today was to go smallmouth fishing, catch 17 or 18 pounds, and then go throw a glide bait for the last two or three hours. Because I thought the sun was going to come out, the wind was going to be there, and I could go throw it, and I was going to get two to three bites, and they were going to be the difference makers. And then this morning it started blowing, it got rainy, and I was still catching smallmouth, and then it like slicked off. And it was just kind of cloudy and slick. I was like, this is not, I'm not going to be able to go throw a swim bait. And I really don't have any other way that I feel like I can go largemouth fishing because I just didn't dedicate that much time to it. Yeah. So I just mixed it in a little bit here and there. And then I decided I'll just, I'll just keep smallmouth fishing. And cause I, I hadn't got to that point, like around 12 o'clock when I got on the really big school of them, I didn't feel like I was quite to that point where I was comfortable to go largemouth fishing. And then I hit that school and I was like, nah, no, largemouth deals out. Pete and Brandon, uh, you know, obviously you guys are the best at this. How common is that up in Lake Champlain to not have a largemouth plan and rely on smallmouth? Yeah, dude? that's interesting. I, I like to have both. It's interesting to hear how it. common I'm saying from at your yeah. level. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have fished it differently, and I, uh, I I wouldn't have won. You know, I would have. I'd like to have fifty fifty. I try to split because my they always time. say you can't rely on smallmouth. Yet he did. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not second guessing. Yeah. But I mean, it throws that, throws that right out, right? Yeah, Brandon, did well, you weigh a largemouth at all in four I days? Did unfortunately, and it bothers me. Really, <laughs> honestly, bothers me because I think I would have had enough weight without the largemouth uh, to win and done it all on smallmouth, uh, but. I did. I actually yesterday I weighed two largemouth. I was smallmouth fishing a place, um, fishing out on the end of a pipe, and I had had some big largemouth follow my swim bay up in the grass. And for whatever reason, I was pulling up to the end of that pipe, and I'm like, nah, I'm gonna throw my Nico rig out there because then at least I got a chance at catching a largemouth or a smallmouth. If I throw my finesse slammer out there, like my odds of catching a largemouth just aren't as good. They will bite it. But generally, they like that Nico rig, a little bit bigger package. So I, I throw a muscle back fat finesse worm out there, and it hits the bottom of my line, starts swimming off. And I jack it, and it's like a four and a quarter largemouth. Dang. Or four pounder. I'm like, holy cow. That was somewhat random, not completely. But then it, with 10 minutes left yesterday, I'm going through the gut. And I'm like, nah, there's a nice little shade pocket right there from that tree. I pick up my glide bait, throw it out there first cast, catch one that's like almost four pounds. And it I put it on my balance beam and it was like dead nuts even with a small mouth. And I put the large mouth in there just because I thought it was so cool that I caught it on the glide bait. <laughs> <laughs> token large now mouth looking back on the like, glide bait. Throw people off. That's great. So like I had two I had you know, I had two small mouth that were pretty much almost clones of those two large mouth. Um, you know, they're just barely on the balance beam a little bit smaller. So I did I, I got, two large mouth. I got to say on those weights, Mike and, and all you guys, the, I had never, the small mouth weights were huge. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, there were 17 to up to 22 pounds 
of Smallies weighed in every single day. Yeah, uh, in yeah. this tournament, and uh, the Gobies aren't there. I I don't know what's changed, but the the smallmouth man, they got like a quarter pound bigger across the board. Uh, yeah. For all the tournament guys, it was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, it, it was honestly like I, I don't even like saying this because it shouldn't be this way, but it was honestly almost easy to go catch seventeen pounds. Wow! Like if you, you were if you were on the right stuff, you, you couldn't just go do it anywhere. But like once I figured out what I was wanted to look for and what how those fish were positioning, it was like if you ran enough of those places, you were gonna catch seventeen. Yeah, and I think that having that confidence in that helped a lot this week because I I was never worried about like oh man am I gonna cut a check like it never crossed my mind like if I just keep doing this like I'm gonna catch enough to cut a check it's just am I going to be able to have the difference between five three and a half pounders and five four pounders yeah like that that half pound difference on Champlain is a big, big gap. Yeah. It yeah. also helps when the enemy right behind you is dropping Gojias on a crankbait left and right, too. <laughs> yeah, I heard about that. He, he missed some He missed some tanks. In that I did time. hear about that. I haven't got to see any of the footage, but oh, yeah. it's painful. It, it's, it's, you know, I mean, that's how tournament fishing is, you know. Yeah. When it's your time, you're going to win. When it's not, yeah. you don't, you know. You made, yeah. you made the right call, and, and Seth, who I think was the biggest threat because he had a strong largemouth pattern going where he, where he caught a six six this Dang. week, and um, yeah. and and he he like you, he kept upgrading with smallmouth. He kept like catching a big one, catching another big one, and it it kept him dialed and and staying with the smallmouth. And I I don't know how you make that decision to to abandon him. You it's got hard. you had to make that call that he made. But um, but yeah, there there was not a single single person in the field that 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 went for largemouth, and um, yeah, I, I don't even know if one got weighed in today. Crazy, that wow. is that's nuts. Enough. Crazy. Wow. What the hell happened to Mississippi Bay this tournament? Yeah, that's a great question. Nobody made the cut from from that area. Why? I don't know. They weren't there because Mississippi Bay is phenomenal when the water's low. My yep. Guess. I'm not sure. And, I mean, I know Seth fishes in there or has in the past. So, I would you, think that, you know, he would have figured something out. And so I was not strange. sure. Did they address it, uh, Brandon, at the meeting? Because you, in order to get there when the water's low, you got to go into Canada, like, for a moment. Well, you have we, – yeah, we had to idle. Yeah, we couldn't cross into Canada. So, to, like, get over into Goose Bay, you yeah. had to idle that flat. Because the water was low and it was too close to the shore, so it made it no wake, and you had to idle that flat to get across. Uh, I don't even know if you could get a, you could get across. I guess they said, but huh. man, I've seen it where it's so low that you you can't, man. You you have to go into Canada because that sandbar comes out too far. You can't get over it. Huh? Yeah, and that, I mean, that that could have been could have been the deal. Did you guys know John Cox ran all the way to Ticonderoga the first yeah. day? Yeah, <laughs> I heard that. When he uh, told me that, I was like, dude, you've got balls, John. I was like, that, yeah. I'm impressed. Even yeah. though you only caught like, I don't remember what he had, 13 or 14. He yeah. was not very happy. But I was like, the fact that you ran all the way down there and it took you an hour and 40 minutes. And he's like, yeah. 
I ran all the way down there to fish 50 yards. And then when I fished through it and didn't have a bite, realized probably wasn't the right idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Man, dude. Yeah, he's, a, he's, he's in a like, crestliner. Only you, only he could pull that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he was back. God, he ran tie in a crestliner. Yeah, yep. yeah. They had a camera boat with him. He they were. He was back like at eleven or twelve o'clock fishing back up north. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I think he fished for like you know forty five minutes and just <laughs> you know got Brandy out of there and started cool. heading back. That's crazy. <laughs> Dang. One last question for the message board, Brandon. Uh, Dave's Victory Garden wants to know uh, <laughs> if this tournament will be released on your YouTube channel. Yes. Yeah, both of them uh, last weekend this week. Well, the entire year will be. Yeah, it'll be out there. And where can where can they find you? What's your uh, what's your YouTube channel? What's your social stuff? How can people watch this stuff? Yeah, uh, YouTube is BMP Fishing, so you can find it on there. Got all the events on, on there, and then just all the all my social handles are just Brandon Polinick. But if you go to yep. my website bmpfishing.com, you can pretty much find everything off there That's we, got, awesome. we got you got a lot of coverage on on today but you didn't get a tremendous amount in the previous three days so did you have no. any meltdowns or anything crazy that happened in the <laughs> first couple days that we're gonna no. see on your channel i mean like that swim bait fish like yeah i didn't have a camera day one or day three so those will be pretty intense like i caught 18 pounds the first day in the first hour like on my first spot uh, wow. I mean, I'll say so, it for you, like, Brandon, a lot of they're still stuff. smiting you for the initial defection you, you did. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost paid up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, Brandon, congrats, man. Great, great win. Uh, so happy for you, man. Uh, and, and rooting for you for AOI. I'd like to see you take a second AOI this year. Uh, can't Can't wait to watch the rest of the season, and I will be watching since MLF canceled all their tournaments! <laughs> and I got nothing else left to do. Be you got no that. choice. You're going to be coach dad. Be yeah, coach I'm going to be coach dad, dad and watch coach. Brandon. Be better, two things be I'm going to do the rest of the year. <laughs> since MLF canceled all our tournaments! Stop screaming. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Brandon, thanks for coming on tonight on such short notice, yeah. man. I appreciate yeah, it. Good job, champ. Yeah, there you go. Thank Brandon Polnick, everybody. Thanks, Brandon. Yeah. Great job, Champ. buddy. Thank you very much. See you guys. Brian, you don't like when I scream in the mic? No, there's no reason. No, because it's funny. No. Yeah, it's funny. No, it's painful. <laughs> no, it's not. It's funny. That's why I did it. Uh, uh, I, I, I get it. I, get I, know. it. I know. It's just funny. Um, <laughs> All right. Whatever. It's your show. You do it's what you want. Show, but I'll do what I want. Uh, listen to me. <laughs> Great, great mic. interview right there, Brandon. That was a great call, Brian, Brian Carpenter. That was a good one. Yeah, thank and you for Rich doing that. Rich actually helped me Rich, out. Rich, thanks he, for he doing said, that. You gotta, that you was gotta, a great call. You got to get harassed. Tiff- well, I don't yeah. want to give up the secrets because all the others. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah don't yeah, give no, that away. To give the other podcasts. Yeah. All the other eighty has the Me Too podcast. Yeah. Whatever. Jersey wearing. Don't don't give them any advantages. But yeah, thank you, Brandon. It was great to hear from Brandon. That was awesome interview. Uh, if you're watching, listen, we got another segment coming up, and this is going to be a good one, too. The Brandon one was kind of PG, Pete. Would you call that one PG? We learned yeah. a little bit. We heard some technique. Mm-hmm. It was very PG-rated. But the mm-hmm. next one, Dave, we're digging some dirt right here. 
Brian Carpenter. We got yes. Ryan Salzman. We got Ryan mm. Salzman on. Salzman. His, yeah, let me take this because you're okay. just going to no, butcher it. No, I, I just need to know how to say his name right. Oh my God! Doesn't matter. You still screw it up. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Ryan Salzman, he's a uh, he's a he's a guide on Gunnersville yeah. in that area. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's he's had a little bit of controversy. He's had his he fishes the FLW tour. Right. Um, I think he's been fished sixty events. He fished the twenty nineteen Forest Cup. Forestwood Cup, yeah. finished eighth. So the guy fishes. He comes with accolade. Yeah, he fishes. Finish. He catches them. He guides down there, but he's also got some people that don't care for him. I guess. Right. Uh, he's had his truck keyed. He's had some incidents, and mm. recently he had his truck all shat up. So, wow. I don't know. We could talk to Ryan. He's an interesting character. All right. Well, we uh, Pete. We interviewed him at the classic. He's also yep. a uh, military vet. Military vet. Yeah. He's a captain National National Guard. Guard. Right. Yeah. All right. And well, this and that. And looking, third. looking forward to hearing from Ryan. Lord designer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, if you're hanging in there with us, just uh, give us a second. We're going to take a little break. Brian the Carpenter, when we come back, we're going to talk to Ryan. Right. We're going to drink we, some more whiskey. We're going to drink yes. some more whiskey. Like we and share a, it on Facebook, guys. Yes. Like and share this feed. Yep. We have an MTB box to, to unbox. <laughs> and then uh, what else we got? We're going to be giving away some prizes, right? Yes. There you go. All right. Hang in there with us when we come back. More Ike Life. Four and a half Four inch drop pants. shot worm. Salmon. Gamma bug. Salmon. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today. Ooh, live minnows. Is it lunchtime already? Nature's candy. Oh. Is he in my pocket? There's a special place in our hearts for the tools of the trade. They're what we prep for a good day on the water. They're what we clean after a good day in the field. Flambeau's patented Z-Rust technology protects the gear of today from rust and corrosion. Z-Rust, for the performance of tomorrow. Preserve, perform, repeat. You work hard to catch your fish. TH Marine has two products to ensure your fish survive. The Oxygenator injects 100% pure oxygen into your live well. That increases fish survival by 35%. For the perfect combo, add G-Juice live well treatment. It calms fish, stops bleeding, removes ammonia, and replaces slime coat. Get an Oxygenator and G-Juice and keep your fish alive. 